All right, welcome to the show. I'm Michael Worth, your host of the All Walks of Art podcast. I'm joined once again with the great Paul Ramey. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? It's really good, really good. We are sitting here talking today about something, and I'm just going to forewarn everybody, I am not turning all my devices off. Um, I know it's typically one of those things you're supposed to do, but you're going to hear little dings and bells, and I think it adds to the ambiance of the room. Every time you hear a chirp, an angel gets its wings. Yeah. (laughs) Somewhere there's a dead bird on Twitter. (laughs) That's bad, isn't it? Anyway, today we're going to talk about uh, the theme for the day is... Uh, bucket list, and I've had quite a bit going on with that. So, without further ado, let's get into this. Grab a drink, sit down, enjoy the show. Paul, yes. Do you have a bucket list? Um, not written down, but I have. Uh, I have some things filed away in the back of my mind. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I went out to Twitter, <clears throat> and I've asked a few people some things, and. Went to uh, my Discord server where I hang out with some other creatives, and I got a lot of mixed reviews. I was actually surprised. Um, the The concept of uh, bucket, you know, and, and the whole bucket list thing is kind of morbid for some. Uh, it's a dry topic, and, and it really surprised me. I thought it'd be more fun. You know, people would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got a bucket list. I want to do this. I want to do that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. People don't think about that? No, no, no. I, um, in stoicism, there's a, and I should probably Google this since I have the computer in front of me, but in stoicism, there is a, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, stoicism is a philosophy from the ancient times where they, uh, I won't go in there. Well, I'm one of those that uh, don't know, so I'm, <laughs> I'm learning just along with everybody else. So. Um, and I'm not really quick at typing this thinking, uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll let this go for a second. And in stoicism, there's a, you know, it's you're you're going to die, right? It's it's kind of it doesn't have to be morbid. You you look at your your death as, um, you know, we we know it's coming. Do we? Yeah, I mean, we're all going to die, are we? You kind of have to embrace it and realize that you know that that means this is the only life you're going to live. This, this show, we have everybody leaving the show. It's like, oh, my God, they're going to talk about death. They're going to clone us. That's that's what I thought. I mean, I never really thought about it until it, it's really recently. I thought that I was going <laughs> to, I thought they were going to freeze my head and I was going to live forever. I really did. And it's it's I'm, it's not going to happen. I'm going to die. And <laughs> I realize this. It's, it's the 23 and me thing. Everybody's giving everybody their DNA and, <laughs> you know, we're all going to be. You know, in a hundred years, we'll be on Mars. Well, some sometimes if if I'm at a store or something, I'll try to, you know, leave a little bit of, you know, spit under a counter or something in case in a, <laughs> in a million years they dig this up and they're like, hey, what is this? And then I'll be back. You know, I'm hope springs eternal. You know. All right. So for most people, the bucket list. Um, their their first introduction may have been the movie with Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. Are you familiar with that movie? I'm familiar with it. I haven't seen it. All right. It's um, these these two guys, uh, Edward Cole, played by Jack Nicholson, and uh, Carter Chambers, played by Morgan Freeman. Uh, they're basically complete strangers, and they're terminally ill, and they go on this adventure to do all the bucket list things that they had. It, it's a comedy from 2007, PG-13. You know, the whole, it's not a bad movie, I don't think got a lot of mixed reviews sort of like the topic we're talking about it's it's polarizing people yeah i, I picked that up from last episode you you love polarizing i liked it <laughs> did i say that a couple times it was on there a couple times. okay well it's kind of a game every time we say polarizing you got to take a drink <laughs> bottoms up <laughs> so, anyway um in the movie it was directed by rob reiner do you know who rob reiner is yes i do He's a he's an interesting man. He is meathead, right? Meathead, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> or the drummer for Anvil is also Rob Reiner. Coincidentally, it's a different different Rob Reiner. But is they it really? I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. I didn't mean to bring the show to a halt, but that's, <laughs> I'm that's, I'm just yep. <laughs> I'm stuck right on. I did not know. Yep. Huh. Interesting. But anyway, yeah, the movie. The back to the movie. Ninety uh, percent <laughs> of Google users liked it. But it got a 7.4 on 
uh, IMDb. So you Man, know, what do critics what do critics know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's uh, the Times of India really they they chewed it up. They said the script was weak and obvious, and uh, I'm quoting here: the direction disappointingly unimaginative. That that's harsh to Rob, yeah, yeah, don't like, you think? Yeah, it's kind of, but I'm sure he got paid. So I mean, I don't think he's losing sleep over it. So so where do you think on this topic? I, I'm one of these people. I had to dig deep. I had to go. Where did this come from? I mean, did is this a topic? Is this a phrase that we've used for years? And then it got me thinking, kicking the bucket. Where did that come from? You know, really. And this will eventually relate to art, I promise. All you creatives out there are going, really, we're going to talk about the bucket list, and we're not going to talk about art. But we are. All walks of art, it's really important we get we get there. I got I to gotta bring you up to this. I'm building the story, so to speak. Well, I don't know where kicking the bucket originated. Do you know? I do. You're going to tell I do. me. I, I looked it up. Tell me. I want and, to hear. and the internet is, you know, full of facts, right? <laughs> it's full of facts and it's full of other things as well, though. <laughs> All right. So as I got going, you know, there was um, a phrase from uh, Shakespeare, Henry the Fourth, Part Two, written in 1597. So it's been around a while. He mentions swifter than he that gibbets on the brewer's bucket. Wow. Yeah, that's that's powerful right there. So what's that mean? <laughs> uh, gibbet is hang. Hanging hangs from, right? Uh, the brewer's bucket, I come to find out. You remember when you'd like see people carrying buckets of water with a like a wooden stick across their back? Yes, yes, I do. All right. I, I don't, not... In, on TV, I've never actually seen that live. Yeah, we don't do that these days. It's a little easier to go get water, right? For some people, unless you're in Flint. Yeah, I guess. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Well, well, that's the truth. I mean, yeah, yeah. They they need clean water in Flint for some reason. And yeah, for for a first world country, we're really doing a crap job. Yeah, of that. a, <laughs> that's a topic for another show. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. yeah, yeah. But anyway, that that wooden that wooden stick or whatever you want to call it, is actually called a bucket. I mean, welcome to the English language where a word means so many different things that we don't even remember what it meant when we started using it. But going back to kicking the bucket, I know this is a really long discussion here. When you would hang like a, a pig or something on this wooden frame as you were starting to slaughter it, the pig would sometimes kick the bucket. Make sense? Are you making this up? I'm not making this up. There's a picture right here showing it. It's kind of gruesome. I'm looking at it. I I kind of buy into this. It you know, so it's not really a pail. We're not talking about a pail of water or whiskey, beer. This just changes the whole phrase because that's it, not what it I really pictured. does. Yeah. So kicking the bucket is is literally you know you're dying. Right? right. I mean, we know that we, everybody kind of agrees on right. that, but that's the origins of it. And now, you know, the rest of the story, as they say, <laughs> so going back to the movie, they, they do this thing. Now the, the whole reason I brought this up and now we're back on the artist part of it. Um, Peter McKinnon, he's a photographer in Canada. Some of you might know him from his YouTube channel and, and things like that. He's kind of famous couple million subscribers on YouTube. You don't know who it is. What's YouTube? Right? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm not familiar. It's not, yeah, it's not something you follow, but um, he he did a, I'll set this up here real quick and then we'll get talking about the real nit, uh, nitty gritty of what, what the show is about today. But he put out a, a video, 23 minutes long on YouTube uh, called The Bucket Shot, where he goes to a lake in Canada pretty far from home. He gets on a plane and you know, everything's got to be perfect. The snow's got to be on there. The water's got to be still. Um, there was a story there. I wasn't all that impressed with the photo. I mean, it was like, I've seen it, you know, I mean, everybody does it. It's like going to the arches and out in Utah and you take pictures. It's the same picture. Everybody does. There's no story there. 
right? But it's his picture. Yeah. So the story of his picture was his struggle to get that photo. And that's where we go into art. Are we, my first question here really is, are we selling a picture, a ticket, an album, or whatever, whatever it is we make, or are we selling the experience? Probably both, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when you buy when you buy an album, when you buy a when you buy a a music album, you're buying not just that song and not just that that physical copy, but you're buying the years of practice, the years of of uh, struggle, oftentimes emotionally and mentally. That's went into writing those songs. You're buying the the experiences of the engineers. Um, in a lot of ways, you're buying the the sweat of the luthiers that's made the instruments and so on and so forth. The technology, there's a little piece of all that and every piece of music that you buy. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're not just buying the physical copy, and which <laughs> nobody's buying a physical copy anyway. <laughs> right. You know, but even in the download, it's not, you spend 99 cents for a song. You know, it's not just, it's not just for that. It's, it's everything it's everything that's led up to that. Well, I got to imagine it's like that when you, know, I don't make good pictures, but I got to imagine if you're going to photograph something, it's the same thing. I mean, you're, you know, this guy you're talking about, I mean, how many pictures has had he done leading up to this? And true, like true, you say, yeah, there's yeah. a story to his struggle. You know, if you buy a print of that, you're not just buying that picture, you're buying the sum total of his life yeah. up to that very snapshot. Yeah. And I, I think personally, I think his story gives a little bit more value to the photo. I mean, if you, if you look at it and you go, ah, oh, it's just another picture of that lake in Canada. But isn't that true with all art? Isn't that true with music? It or is. Picture? The story always, always makes, uh, makes the connection deeper. It, it does. You know, you talked about rooster with, uh, about us and chains. Yeah. Last from week. episode one. Yeah. So, you know, you, when you know that song's about an actual war vet that happens to be Jerry Cantrell's dad, you listen to that Gloria is his mom. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it makes it that much cooler. It, it does. It's kind of a, it gives it a little bit more value to me when I start listening to it. I, I can relate to it a little bit better. It's I think more it's just a cool riff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's one of them things. Um, in fact, Dio, you know who Dio oh, is. Yes. Yeah. It's, one of my top five. Crazy, crazy. When I listen to the song Children of the Sea, I always envision so much more. It's just more than a song, right? And that's that's kind of where I'm going at with this. And, you know, I don't I don't know if Ronnie had a, uh, a bucket list. I doubt he did. Kind of seemed to do everything. He was quite impressive for everything he's done. But it you know, thinking about this, this whole process of, of coming up with a bucket list, um, again, is polarizing. Take a drink. It's, it's a goal, right? right? You know, it's just a, it's just a set of goals that you want to ch- accomplish before you die. We can set up goals for, you know, six months and five years, 10 years, you know, you get that whole question when you go to get an interview, where do you see yourself in five years with us? And, you know, how do you think of that? Well, but is a bucket list, is it a set of goals uh, or it, to me, I was thinking about this cause I don't really get a whole lot of heads up of what the topic is. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's cool. Cause you know, that gives, that gives planned, me a chance not to overthink to be it. that way. Well, I saw it on Twitter actually. I saw it on Twitter <laughs> before you told me on my way out here, but. Oh, so that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, I wonder, but it seems like, like, you know, a bucket list for me as a musician it w- was always playing Saturday Night Live. That's a that that's a dream. That's something. Really? But but that's not a you know a bucket list, man. That's that's something that you want to do or experience before you die. That's like you know to me that's just it's two different categories. It's is for, it a higher list, more more profound? Well, you know you you mentioned like you know in that movie they find out they're terminal, and I think to myself well, if I find if I find out I only got six months to live because I'm already terminal, we're all life is oh, terminal, yeah, yeah. you know, and we don't yeah. look at it like that, but it's truth. Your clock is ticking. 
you know, we all have a terminal disease. It's life, you know? Oh yeah. But if you find out you only got six months left, I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to play Saturday Night Live. It's just not going to happen. But, but I will get, I, I may be able to go to Venice. That's on my bucket list. Yeah. I, I want to see that. I want to see that old, that old kind of stuff and see the, the, you know, streets of water. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, Iceland, it's all about a lot of my bucket list stuff is places and experiences that I want to, I want to do. I got to check one off uh, a couple months ago. I went to Salem, Massachusetts. Always wanted to do that. That was a, yeah, I've talked about that forever. That is so cool. Yeah. And, um, but as an artist, it's like, you know, I want to finish a solo album and there's some people, there's more music I want to make, but I wouldn't necessarily call that bucket list stuff. Yeah. I, I certainly have some paintings that I want to do. Um, it, it kind of still falls in goals with me. I don't know that I, I don't have a written bucket list, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, you got a painting that that's in the back of your mind as a, as a goal slash bucket list thing that you haven't done yet. Yeah. Why haven't you done it? Yeah. It size. It, it's a big painting. Um, materials that, that's a big if you big found out you it. had six months would you drop everything and that would be the painting you would do i'd sell a car yeah so that i could have the money to 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 paint it i mean it it's interestingly it's a lot of money i mean you're looking at a, a a very large canvas um the frame would cost a lot you know the the finishing touches of it would cost a lot and there'd be a lot of paint involved in that which would be expensive and for those of you who aren't painters um, I don't want to get into the details about how much things are, but we, we tend to forget about that as artists as we do things. And then we just don't have enough money to pay the rent <laughs> and, and it becomes a problem. And it also goes out to selling. It's like, like when you do recordings, right? You, yeah. you go into the studio, it's, it's not free. Right. You know, and people look at your music as, well, it's on the internet, so I should be able to just have it. But yet you spent time and money the piece of plastic is only a dollar fifty. Why are you selling it for fifteen dollars? Yeah. We we had that discussion in in my bands, you know, and it's you're not just buying that that dollar fifty piece of plastic. You're buying the yeah. the the time and the money that you spent on recording and on instruments and yeah. on gas to drive there. But you know, people don't see they see a piece of plastic that costs. 39 cents and they yeah. don't understand why you're charging $15 for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that really goes along with kind of the things that are on my bucket list is I want to actually produce artwork that sells like prints. You know, I can sell prints that, that do things and, you know, do the whole digital download thing with, um, whatever. I, I don't want to get into details about how I want to run my business, but the idea is I make money whether I sell art or not. And that's, that's the goal for me because it gives me the freedom to have the cash flow I need to produce the art that I want to make, which leads to that large painting that I can just hit the studio and say, okay, I'm going to work on this 10 foot square painting of this and hopefully have it done in the next two years. Cause it's going to take some time. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean the bucket list thing, again, polarizing, <laughs> <laughs> take, take a drink here. Let's, let's make sure make sure we do that. So polarizing again for all of you who got a fresh start on that one. I want to drink of this. You know, I, I understand that the whole bucket list concept is morbid and probably a little bit out of touch for some people. But you know, you, you can have your list of goals, but I, I still think there ought to be a, a set of goals that say, okay. Whether I achieve these or not, these are things I really want to accomplish before I die. And and to me, that's what separates the two. Gotcha. So, like, yeah, I want to make 48 paintings in 2019. But that's not something I want to do before I die, because I don't want to die in 2019. <laughs> right. You know? Um, but don't, I feel like, I, I, don't, I got in an accident uh, last year motorcycle accident i'm a biker and uh you reevaluate when you're laying in the road you kind of reevaluate a lot of things i think this happens for a lot of people and i think that if you got goals that are 
something that's important enough that, you know, if I'm going to die tomorrow, man, I want to try to do this. We don't know. You know, you really don't know. We all got ticking time bombs inside of us. We could walk outside and get hit by a freaking bus. So why aren't we pushing some of those a little bit to the front of the line? I mean, if this is stuff yeah. that we truly want to do before we die, what, what are we doing here? Why, why aren't we, why are we not doing that? Yeah. Is, is it fear? Are we, are we just putting things aside because we have other responsibilities and we fear losing the things we have now because we, you know, you just can't run off to Venice, right? Maybe. But, I mean, you can. But I made time I made time to go to Maine, made time to go to Massachusetts. I probably wouldn't have done that a year ago. I've been like, well, I don't want to. I went with no plan. Yeah. You know, I just, I wanted to go. That's and, like this podcast. I mean, I literally jumped into this thinking, I don't want to do this. Right. And I do want to do it. I, I think I avoided the podcast thing because I was like, well, you know, it's probably a fad, but I, I, I don't really care. I mean, I don't, I don't care if, you know, this never goes anywhere. If, if I can have the effect on one person to make them think to themselves, yeah, I'm going to add more value to my art life. I want to make sure that my art's part of my life and a big part of it. And, and I thought about this a lot after last week's show, uh, episode one, I shouldn't say last week, cause these are going to be every couple of weeks. But I, I really thought about, you know, am I doing this because I want to have another project? Am I doing this because I want to inspire somebody else? I mean, there's lots of reasons why I'm doing it. And I, I think the real, the real rub here is as artists, we have a desire to create. We have a desire to make stuff, you know, and, and this is part of it for me. I mean, do you, do you feel that way? Definitely. Definitely. But... But to go along with your question, I mean, you, you've, you said I can and not I can't. And that's the whole reason why a lot of people and artists in general don't do things that's, that's on their list. I don't think it's so much money or time. It's they don't think they can or, you know, there's some sacrifices and yeah, trade-offs yeah. no matter what. And yeah, I think maybe. You, got to, you got to make the decision that, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And, and then you do it. I don't know, you know, um, I just think that uh, we look for reasons why it won't work out more so than reasons why it will. And that's why since, like I said, since my accident, I look, I'm more just, you know, caution to the wind. If I want to do something, I'm going to do yeah. what I can to make that happen. Yeah. Instead, instead of thinking reasons why, why I can't do it, because I might not be here tomorrow. Yeah. And life's all about experiences. Yeah. All, all of us should really put that in the forefront of our minds that you're not going to be here every day. Right. And that should be your, I don't want to cause anxiety with anybody, but I, <laughs> that should be your motivation to get up and do yeah. something. Yeah. And that don't, that's not a call to be reckless. That's just a, a call to evaluate what's important to you yeah. and start making a few little steps to make it happen. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to make an album today, but right. you should write a song. Exactly. You know, or in my case, I don't have to make a masterpiece, but I might do some studies to prepare for that. That, that 10 by 10 painting I want to do before I die, you know, it, it's kind of a bad example, really, because I would like to do a lot of 10 by 10 paintings before I die. And in fact, I'd like to produce somewhere in the neighborhood of 4,000 works of art before I pass away. Um, but if you got one particular or two or three particular styles or, or a subject matter subject, of a yeah, paint, yeah, painting or yeah. something, you know, what are you doing to... You know, do you got a template on on those? You know, as far as like, um, you know, a, a list, a checklist of yeah, yeah. stuff that uh, you got to do to make that happen. Are you making any steps to any yeah, of those? Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, and this this may benefit some of the other painters and artists out there who who do that sort of thing. I am creating uh, forty eight new pieces in twenty nineteen. We talked about that for a minute, but I'm I'm not just willy nilly grabbing a piece of paper and throwing something down or grabbing a canvas. It's, it's very strategic. I don't want to end up at the end of 2019 with 48 pieces of art I can't sell. And I don't want to invest a lot of money in a big painting in that list if I'm not selling the stuff that I'm making. So ideally, I'd like to sell all 48 before the end of the year as well. And it's a process. And I think this goes along with music too. And even comedians and, and, and other artists, I think... It's a stepping stone process. I, for me, it's 
I know what sells locally and I know what I can turn a buck on pretty quick. So I'm going to do those drawings pretty quick, get them out right away so I can afford the materials to do the next piece and so on and so forth. And that as artists, I think that really brings up a, a, a process that all of us really need to think about. It's, it's not, I'm an artist. It's you're, you're a maker of things, right? It's like being a craftsman. I'm yeah, a craftsman yeah. artist too, really. But so you, you start out with different steps. I mean, we all want to, in, in the art world, yes, it, it would be great to sell paintings for 30, 40, $50,000 a piece. And you're only selling 20 of them a year. And you know, the stress goes away. But the reality of it is most of us aren't living off our art. We're, we're working, we're slaving, we're doing what we can to, to do the pieces. And I'm, I'm trying to make this a clear thought. And it's really hard for me to get out of my head because it's, it's a little bit abstract in that regards. But as I go, it's a matter of make it, pimp it, sell it, use the money to make it again, and just keep going through that process so that I can live the artist's dream it, no painting I ever do is honestly for me. I mean, it's just, they're not mine. The idea of, of just producing something and getting it out there is kind of the important part. And in terms of kicking the bucket, I don't want to own anything of my art when I die. I want to know that all my art is gone. Does that make any sense? That makes, well, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, the power of the image lies within the story that why it's made right right so there's my story for me it's he's just got to make art it's life and death i mean in a really deep deep way i'm not saying i'm going to die if i don't sell anything but i my art will i just won't make enough money to buy more materials and 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 this this is a very somber subject in in episode two i really i knew this was going to be polarizing for some and depressing. Just and depressing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they say the happiest people on the planet. I, I can't remember what country they live in. I want to say out. They're, they're like in the middle of nowhere. But there's a there's a tribe of people who literally look at death several times a day. And they are happy. So at some point, I think when you look at your death and you realize your own mortality, you start living in the moment. Stop thinking about the past and worrying about the future and. I mean, honestly, isn't that what it's about? Well, there's a certain liberation with that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's not real happy. It's, no, it's not real happy. I mean, it's not real happy. I mean, I don't know. I was really kind of hoping for more more feedback. Um, you know, going out here to Twitter, it's it's mostly, hey, I like your, your comment. That's, you know, nothing. Nobody really fired back. When I got to... Uh, the Discord server, I won't mention any names here because I want to keep everybody private. I don't know if they want to be told about on here, but um, the general consensus I get is it's it's just a set of goals. That's, that's it. I, and I think it's more than that. I think it could be fun. I, I enjoyed the movie. Well, I might have to check it out. I mean, I don't know. Um, I think you got things you want to do. And you think you'll get around to it and until you get to a certain age or a certain event happens or you really take a long, hard look, you realize that you're not going to have time to do everything. Yeah. You know, and if you keep waiting for something, you're going to be waiting until you're going to be waiting on nothing. Yeah. Waiting on nothing. You mentioned travel. I think a lot of people think of bucket list as travel items. And, And I wonder if we do that, if so many of us are like that, why don't we travel more? jobs and money and you know there's why can't we you can't yes you can't yeah can't can't is the big word here um a friend of mine david he he says uh, he would like to travel to new zealand as part of his bucket list i think that'd be fantastic i mean as a photographer painter it's a pretty landscape right um you got to have a job where you can get at least for, you know two or three, for a trip like that you gotta you gotta be able to have Two or three weeks that you can mm-hmm. take off, you know, I think. A, a week would do it, though. I mean, you could do it in a week. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and it's going to cost you, what, two, $3,000 to fly over there. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's a, 
that can be a constraint. I mean, that's a real constraint. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I haven't went to Iceland yet. You yeah, know, Iceland. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But, you know, there's, there's things around you that's not that, you know, I spent, I mean, I did my trip and was gone for four or five days, didn't book a single room till I got there, flew totally from the, shot from the hip, drove, and, you know, spent a few hundred dollars and got some experiences. Yeah. And it was cool. This was Salem, right? Uh, Salem. Yeah, and I yeah. went to Maine, went by Stephen King's house. Oh, yeah. Um, just saw some, you know, did I get to do like a bunch of touristy things? No. Was I out for that? Not necessarily. I just wanted to go and I, I hadn't seen that part of the coast. I've been mm-hmm. to Florida a few times and uh, the Carolinas, but I've never been up north. And um, I wanted to see some different architecture. Um, that kind of stuff inspires me. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, I just did it. I decided I was going to do it and, and I went and did it and didn't, like I said, it worked out fine. Now I'm not saying that you might do that and go, I, th- there was happy accidents. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And, but yeah, I made it work for me and it was fun. And I, now I got some experiences that money can't buy. Exactly. Can't, exactly. Yeah. That that's back to the art which is just crazy. You mentioned experiences and that's to me, that's what it is. That's what all art is based on experiences. Yeah. yeah. Your travel was an experience. Your art is an experience. Your music is an experience. I think we get caught up in the whole good and bad of art and there is no good or bad. There really isn't. Um, I mean, yeah, you can say somebody's technically out of key or that music's crap or why did he paint that? Or, you know, a child could do that. You know, we, we all do that, I think, to some degree. Yeah. Um, but it's the experience. I, I get so much out of the creation process that by the time the art's done, I'm kind of over it. In fact, before I get it done, I'm like, I just got to get this finished. And maybe that's because I know I'm going to sell it. I don't want to have any kind of emotional connection to it. But often there's a story behind everything that I create. Did your travel actually create any kind of, I mean, you said inspiration from flying over there and, and visiting Salem and all that. Did it, did it lead to any music? Did it have any impact on your, your artistic? It, uh, it is, it's, it's a process, but there's some stuff percolating that, uh, just some of the things I saw, um, the ocean side up there was just, just beautiful. Yeah. And it just. Living in Ohio, that the ocean is just, it's magical every right. time you look at it. Right. And so many people live close by. I mean, I mean, I got friends in, in Florida and, and they're like, I haven't, I've lived here for two years. I haven't been to the beach and right. not, not much, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, just it's crazy. It's just that, you know, yeah, old I guess you get over it. Yeah. But it, uh, it's inspired some things and, uh, there's some songs going to, that it won't necessarily be about, but, uh, the feeling the feeling that it generated, it's, there's some stuff coming out of that. You know, if, if I was a, a visual artist, um, yeah, I can't draw a straight line. Uh, I've mentioned before, <laughs> but, you know, there was just so much, you know, like in Bangor, Maine, just the, the, the way the buildings were on the hills and the, um, what's that, like that line that there's a word for it, but like the line of sight and it's different. There's different focal points and, mm-hmm. It's, it was just gorgeous. That's cool. Just different things. So yeah. the, the old cemetery that I went to there, I mean. I think as humans, we, we thrive on inspiration. Yeah. We really do. We, we find a lot of different things really just drive us to do things, and it leads to creativity. I, I don't think there's a person on the planet that doesn't have an ounce of creativity in them. I, I, think, I think we beat it out of our children, really. Yeah. As they get older, they just, you know, oh, no, you got to go do this. You got to go to college and do that and. Well, there's a lot of workaholics that we know that that punch clock every day and they may not make music and they may not, not, uh, paint, but the way they do their job, I mean, that's an art in itself. And some people take it like they don't even realize it. Yeah, You could be creative at work. And and you wonder, it makes you wonder like if they would have got some encouragement as a, you know, as a child or Mm -hmm. a young adult, I mean, what could they have made? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. Um, I know this is a much more serious episode than episode one was, but, and it's fun, but I I think people, people are taking the the whole goal and bucket list thing probably a little bit too seriously. I I think it should be fun. I think, you know, 
your bucket list should be fun. That that should be the main, I mean, you should have your goals. Right. But why not have some bucket list things out there that you just really want to do? Not necessarily a goal related. I don't really know. Is this even coming out right? Because when I sit here and think about bucket list for me, and, and I struggle with this a bit, there's, there's parts of me where, yeah, I want to jump out of a plane. That's got nothing to do honestly with making art. It's an experience. It might lead to some art. Maybe I, maybe I could be the first guy to jump out of a plane painting That'd be cool. in midair. That'd be cool. Has anybody ever done that? <laughs> I don't know. That would be cool. Just skydive painting, you know. I've jumped out of a plane. You have a minute and a half to get this painting done. <laughs> or, or it's going to be a really bad it, painting. It's going to be a red, <laughs> what, what is it, Jackson Pollock? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and back back to you, <laughs> last uh, episode one, I was wrong when I told you that so-and-so died in 1972. Oh, did you check with a fact yeah, checker? Yeah, I, I did. There that was, was a big part of the show. I didn't get killed on it. Nobody really called in and said, hey, dude, you're God. you're wrong. You're just absolutely wrong. When did he die? 1973. Oh, well, that was close. That yeah, was still yeah. crazy. It wasn't Pollock, by the way. It was uh, Picasso. Picasso, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Picasso I, died in 1973. Still blows my mind. It does. But to touch on the point you were making earlier, I think these, like for me, my trip, and the stuff that I saw, which, and it was a lot of scenery, um, like some of these other places I want to go, I really want to engage in, in the different culture, different ways of living. I, I love that kind of thing. Um, you know, we are still in the United States and some things were different, but all those experiences, they, they were, um, they inspired me as a human being, not necessarily as an artist, but being inspired as a human being then inspires me as an artist that make any sense? It does. It makes perfect sense. And you jumping out of a plane that, you know, that's something that you want to do that inspires you as a human being. You can't say that that doesn't have anything to do with art because you're an artist. Everything you do has to do with art, even if it doesn't. So, I mean, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. And I'm sure most of the people listening who are artists uh, of any type do the same thing. It's your life. It's your passion. You just don't turn it off. But, but some people do. I think some people think if you're not, if you can't directly, there's painters and musicians out there right now. If they cannot directly relate that to um, a painting that they're going to work on, they are working on or have worked on, or, you know, if, if this isn't going to help me with my next, you know, music gig, then what am I doing? They forget yeah. to live. And yeah, then that's you just, the mechanics of it, though. Yeah. You just kind of become yeah. an empty vessel. What do you yeah. have to offer anyone? in your art if you don't have fulfilling yeah. experiences yeah. for yourself. And, and I think that leads to valueless art. Exactly. Which is terrible. I mean, you get people who go into the studio and, and make art because their label says you have a contract to do four albums with us, make another one. You know, you, you become, I don't know. I, I think the art goes away and it becomes a commodity and that's that's what we don't want. We're not building inventory here as artists. We're we're creating value for for people who like what you make, right? Right. I don't know. I I can sit here and go on and on about bucket lists and things, and 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 I get it. I get why some people just don't want to do it. I I think the whole kick in the bucket concept with the word bucket list may be. Um a point of argument maybe with, well, you know, you should do that anyway. Right. Well, that's a judgment. And, and I know a lot of us, you know, the whole question of why don't you, if that's what you want to do, why don't you comes up? Right. You know, and, and I get it, but you know, I think there's a whole much, there's a whole can of worms to open up there. I think, again, you have your list of goals. I mean, I want to make a certain amount of money every year. I want to paint a certain amount of pictures a year, uh, podcasts, YouTube channel videos, blogs, you know, all the things that I do. I want to continue to have a a goal of how much productivity I have. And that's that's more of a mechanical type 
way of looking at it and saying, this is what I have to produce because I want to, not because I have to, but because I want to, that's not on a bucket list type thing. And I, I want to really make this clear. I think, I think your bucket list really needs to be those fascinating things that make you wonder, make you look at the world and go, wow. And I think that's what a bucket list is. Going back to Peter McKinnon, I guess he, he worked at this for nine years or something like that, 10 years maybe. And the timing had to be perfect. You know, the snow had to be on the ground. The, the water had to be this way. He, he had a window of like two weeks or something and, and he flew out there and he missed it and he went home and he did his thing and he was like, oh, now it looks like it should. So I'll go out there and he gets out there and there's like, it looked like a photography workshop showed up at the same time he did like at seven in the morning. He's got photographers walking in front of him, but he's at a popular space. He's at a, a place. And, you know, for him, it was a bucket list item. How many of those other photographers would just happen to be there at the right time, the right moment and said, Oh, I'll get a picture of this. <laughs> you know? It was like a masterpiece by accident. Maybe. I don't right. know. Um, I, I don't know. He called it the bucket shot. That's his thing. And I, I, you know, I get it. It, It's a shot that he wanted to get before he died. And he places his art, the the photography that he makes, I guess he puts it in a place where says, okay, this is, these are, this work isn't as important as something else, but this one is the one that I want to make before I die. Do you have, thinking of that, do you have a song? I mean, it's hard for me to look at things like that because, and maybe I'm commoditizing, is that the word? <laughs> it could be. It could be our new word. Yeah. <laughs> it could replace uh, polarizing. Yeah, on yeah this, right, uh, right. Commoditizing. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's hard for me to put a bucket list on a thing. For me, a bucket list has to be an experience. Now, he told a great story. Again, he told a, a great story about that. And that to me is the bucket list item, the story, the experience, not the photo, the photo. I mean, meh. <laughs> I don't want to be harsh. I mean, Peter, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm not sorry. <laughs> either. I get it for you. That's fantastic. And that, that's what makes it personal, I guess. To relate it to music. I mean, for me, something like that, the equivalent would be getting to sing a song with Ripper Owens or, oh, yeah. or, you know, uh, playing bass on an Aussie tune with Ozzy. Yeah. You know, something like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, that would be, you know. Ripper is another Ohio bred yeah. young man. Akron. Yeah. He's awesome. One of my, you know, one of my favorite singers ever. And, uh, you know, something like that. Well, or like if, if you were on a song with somebody like that, it wouldn't necessarily, I mean, it would be the experience, but then you would also have the, the song the, yeah the yeah, song yeah to do but it's still an experience and even that guy you're talking about i mean that the peter he, he, yeah. peter he got the experience of doing that so yeah, i mean yeah. there was a for him it was the experience but for you and all these other photographers that was there just yeah. you know taking pictures uh <laughs> for him it wasn't a it wasn't just a picture yeah and, you know, and for I, him that, that that is an experience in itself. you made me think of something actually in that I, I get the feeling when I saw him, he, he tacked it up on a wall of a studio that he has in, in Canada. He's, I think he's near Toronto. Don't quote me on that. I, I do believe he's near Toronto. But when he put the, the, the picture up on the wall after he had it printed, I kind of got the sense that maybe it wasn't that big of a bucket list item. I don't think the photo was the item. I think the experience of getting the photo exactly was, for him, the bucket list item. And I think as creatives, as artists, um, that that is your goal that's your bucket list right there it's create the experience what is it you want to accomplish in your bucket list don't don't make it a goal of this is how many paintings or this is how many albums or i mean i don't i don't know that judas priest come out with in the in day 1 hey we want to make 20 epic albums or however many they made they, they didn't do that day 1 right they're just hoping you know they're hoping somebody bought bought the first one and yeah. worry about the second one later. You know? But the epic part of it for them was they formed a band, they made music, and I brought up Judas Priest. I'm not I'm not comparing that with I had nothing to do with with that on 
you know, when you mentioned Tim, for those of you who don't know, Tim Ripper Owens was actually the singer of Judas Priest for a while. A Demolition was a fantastic album. Yep. Uh, let's see, Jugulator was yeah, the first one. Yeah. And uh, uh, Demolition. And the live album, 98 Meltdown, probably one of my favorite. Yeah. It's it's my favorite live album yeah. of all time. He, he became the, the singer when uh, Rob Halford did his solo thing. And, you know, there's there's probably a lot of politics involved in all that that happened. But I don't know. This is a difficult subject. I thought this would be easy and fun as we, we set out to do it. And um, it turns out it's it's kind of difficult to talk about. Looking at your mortality, even from a positive standpoint, is never going to be easy. No. You know, facing that, knowing that yeah. there's going to be a time when the world goes on and you're not going to be here. Yeah. And all we can do is make our mark and try to do as much as we can. And at the end of the day... I mean, I thought you brought up a good point about you don't want any of your paintings. You don't want to own any of your paintings when you're, when you're gone. And, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about, uh, it reminded me of Prince's vault. Mm-hmm. You know, Prince died and he's got this vault of all this material. And, you know, it's going to, they're going to, his family's going to want to make money and mm-hmm. there's going to be stuff released. But I mean, I thought, man, how terrible would that be to have all this great music and, and it's locked up somewhere when yeah. I, you know, yeah, and, and be gone. And, you know, the thing is, you Your know, art? I, I yeah. want that too. And I think most artists want that. They want, they want it out there. They don't want, I, I don't want to die with any more than $10. And, and, and <laughs> right. you know, I want yeah, to die. I don't want to leave anything to my I've kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. But, you know, I mean, figuratively speaking, I don't want to, uh, I want to spend that money on living and I want to, spend my time living and and doing things and I don't want them yeah. to go through my vault and find some good songs that I could have I could have released when I was alive and <laughs> and right? got the joy of knowing yeah, that yeah, they yeah. were good, you know. So Well your your art immortalizes you. Your your art is what leaves your legacy, so to speak. Um Wow that's I could get really deep with that. I'm not going to but I I think I don't know. I mean, this is this is a difficult thing to think about. You know, when when you're living in the moment, um, I'll, I'll look at a chef because I think as, uh, as a chef, as a very artistic person, you know, they're creating a plate and it has to look good, has to look edible, but also taste great, right? And their art only exists for the amount of time that the consumer enjoys it, you know, which is kind of crap. <laughs> I mean, you make it and it's gone. Right. Um, but like, it's like they're giving life to people. Yeah. Sustenance. Yeah, yeah sustenance. Yeah, know? that's deep. <laughs> but they are. There's got to be a certain satisfaction in that. There, there does. I mean, you know, and, you know, you look at McDonald's, right? You know, that's that's not a chef. That's that's a commodity. Right. You go in, you get fed, you, you, you know, it'll hold, it'll sustain life for the day. It'll keep you alive, right. sort of. Yeah, <laughs> too much might kill yeah. you. Um, but the chef, he's got to make something that it's an experience. You, know, you go to the restaurant, this this person makes a meal. It's got to taste a certain way. It's got to do a certain thing for you entertainment-wise. I don't know. We need a chef on the show. Yeah, know, that'd be cool. I know a couple chefs. We're going to get one? Yeah, yeah. Let's make we this will. happen. We will. I've talked to a couple, and they were like, oh, yeah, I'd like to do the show. and But they're so damn busy. They're always working. Yeah, that's, well. <laughs> you know, their art is edible. Yeah, it's gone. They're going to make more, make more, make more, you know. So next time you buy a plate of food and uh, you think it's too expensive, just remember their art goes with you <laughs> well and that that goes right along with what we were saying before you know you, you don't think about it but you're not just buying that cut of beef you're uh you're buying all the schooling all the knowledge yeah all the years of experiences that, that they have gotten to get yeah. them to come up with this this, this dish to yeah. prepare you yeah know? yeah anthony bourdain just really comes to mind when you're saying that uh he was he was an artist in so many ways you know the show and the things that he did. So, but 
I don't know. Yeah, that was that was uh, was tough. I think we got through some things here on the show today. Well, has it been cathartic? It, it uh, I don't know what that word means. Oh, Actually, I, I did. I heard it before, but that's wow. I, I want to know if you're going to get big words for Ross County. And <laughs> I want to know if you're going to put yourself in position to make this, this, uh, you know, big painting that you were talking about. Yeah. You got to take Kant out of it. You really do. A good friend of mine, uh, jumped my case this year and he said, you know, if you, if you want to sell a painting for $20,000, make a $20,000 painting. That's, <laughs> you know, that's pretty good advice. It really. is. I, I just don't think I could sell it, you know? Well, you don't think, but there you go. Yeah. I just got to find out one guy, right? So if you're out there listening right now and you want a $20,000 painting, I will paint it for you. <laughs> and I'll come play a song in your house for about, yeah, you yeah, know. We'll, we'll deliver it with a little bit of music. <laughs> we'll hang on your wall. We'll do the podcast in your living room. <laughs> Share a bottle of scotch. Be a good time. Drink a few cigars or smoke a few cigars. <laughs> I don't know how you drink a cigar. That would be awful. Yeah, it would be. All right. So, you know, to wrap this up, support your fellow artists, even if you're an artist yourself, you know, do something that helps them out. You know, if there's a painting they did that you want to buy, buy it. If there's a music uh, composition they, they created, buy the album, you know. Yeah, don't steal it. Don't rip it. Yeah. <laughs> I sense a disturbance in the forest, Paul. No, it's just... <laughs> You know, it's true. It's true, though. I mean, you're you know, you got to make some money at this or you can't keep doing it. Right. That's that's what we talk your fa- about. Even your favorite bands cannot continue to to uh, exist. Yeah. If you don't support them and the way you support them is by buying their stuff. And yeah, it's a it's a thin line between art and commerce. And they're you have to step on both sides of that and <laughs> you can't, you can't have one without the yeah, other. I mean, yeah. you just can't. Same goes with your movies and stuff too. I mean, I like to, I like to stream certain things too, but I mean, yeah, this guy, yeah, they made $150 million, blah, 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 and yeah. whatever. But, uh, you think there's a lot of independent artists out there that their their uh, their arts get being stolen. And, you know, we talk about how much we love it, but then, well, if we love it, why are we, why are we cutting into their bottom line? You know? <laughs> right. Um, and we, we talked a little bit after the recorder got shut off last week that we didn't plug anything that we do. And um, I'm going to take that opportunity for a second and, and basically say, you know, uh, if you want to check out Paul, you know, check him out online. Where can people find, find you? Right uh, well, uh, my band MG flash is on Facebook. Uh, my band Bioscrews on Facebook. I'm on, on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Vexton, V-E-X-T-O-N. Just hit me up and then you can find all the rest of yeah. the projects I'm involved in cool. there. That's probably the easiest way. It's M-G flash, like M is in Mike, G is in... God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, flash. flash, yeah, M-G flash. I got to ask you, where'd that come from? That is uh, Ryan, the singer-guitar player from that band. That That's been his handle for ever since the mid nineties when we were in a metal band called millennia together mm-hmm. and uh, MG stands for metal God. And, and back in that time, everybody had a, a um, metal God, everybody like had that. some kind of handle. It was, you know, it was the nineties yeah. and, yeah. and bands all had long names and long album titles with numbers and everything in it. And yeah. so that was his thing. He had a hand motion too that went with it was like MG flash metal God. <laughs> flash, you know, so. I like Ryan. He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. He's all right. He's all right. Guys. He's all right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to, he still needs to be able to go through a door. He does. It. He told me, he told, he, he told me after listening to the first episode, he was like, well, I hope someday I'm, I'll be able to be a guest on there. Oh, he will be. Yeah. yeah we, going back a few years, we, we did something like this for the thirsty muse where all three of us sat down and I think it was your first drink of Jaeger, right? It was my first full drink of Jaeger. I'd had, uh, I think I'd had a sip or two before. Oh, but, okay. But it, it was cold. I remember that. You'd had yeah. it. Oh, man. It, yeah, it was, it was actually good. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I kept it in the freezer. It's it's better that way. I, I hate licorice, black yeah. licorice. Yeah, I know. And it's and like. it's really good, cold. It, it has something to do with your taste buds. You can't really taste it. I may have been a little buzzed that night, too. It's what possible. what you guys tell me. It's possible. It was a, it was a good time. We photographed and, and did different things, but. um. 
Yeah. I, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, I will say it this way. If you want to be a guest on the show, and I'll do it right this time, because last week I really butchered, or episode one, I really butchered it up. Hey, uh, you didn't say where people can buy your prints or paintings or anything. We were oh, plugging yeah, stuff. yeah, 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 um, <laughs> Michaelworth.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-W-A-R-T-H.com. Um, you can actually go there, and, and you can find basically everything about me there. You can find my YouTube channel and everything basically that I do. But if you'd like to be a guest on the show, send me an email to the studio at michaelworth.com. It's T H E S T U D I O at M I C H A E L W A R T H.com. I know that's a mouthful. It's a lot. Um, I kind of zoned out on it. I, I know I, I almost did it wrong again because it, it just, it seems like a lot. Right. It's like yeah. ABCD for crying out loud. Get on with it. Right. <laughs> Just, anyway, we can do this over Skype. We don't have to do it here in my studio. Uh, Paul and I will be here in the studio or just me or just Paul or however we want to do this. show. <laughs> I'll put my dog Loki on and, here, maybe. And, um, and there'll be more upbeat topics, too. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. This is a this is a very somber topic. And and uh, I, I really <laughs> thought it'd be funny. I was like, bugless, man. Yeah. And then as I got out there on Twitter, which I'll probably never do again because of this, it's like, wow, you guys are just downers. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I still really stand by my original feeling that bucket list should be fun. I agree, I agree with should you. be fun. You know, experience life. Get out there and just do your thing. It shouldn't be a bad thing. It should be a thing that, that uh, it should be when that pushes yeah. you. Not a can't. Along. Not a can't. Right but I will just take a, take a step towards, you know, some things that you really, really want to do. Yeah. If, if you're on your deathbed tomorrow and you think, man, I wish you're, you're not going to be thinking I should have worked, uh, I should have worked eight more hours yeah. of overtime. Yeah. You're not nobody think ever that. cares about that. You're not going to think of that. You're yeah. going to think, man, I should, I should have went to Vegas. I always wanted to go to Vegas. Yeah. You know, hookers and blow, man. Right. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be, it has to be important to you or something that you want to experience. Not it don't really. matter if anybody else thinks it's, it's, yeah. it don't matter what period. It don't matter what anybody else thinks. Yeah. Yeah. I still want Dax on the show. He's on my bucket list for the show though. Oh, that'd be cool. That I, would be he's, fun. He's cool, man. We talked about, uh, Sarah Marshall, his wife. <laughs> I don't think that's her name. <laughs> Isn't it? No, that's not her name. Dax, if you're listening, is it Sarah? Really? What is her? It's not Kristen. It's Kristen Bell. No, it's not. That's not what they call her home. Well, then he may have. I a, heard him say it in an episode. He man. may have a nickname. <laughs> that for makes it real. But, uh, Annie, maybe. I think they call her Annie at home. It was forgetting Sarah Marshall. Is that his was name the movie really Dax? I, I don't know about that. That's. If we could get him on there, we'll ask him. We'll do that. We'll put it down. If you know, if you let's. What let's, if he doesn't know? What I'll if tell he you doesn't what, know? Let's, what if we get him on the show and he doesn't know? <laughs> let's test that six degrees of separation. Now this is going to be hard because like four people listen to this now. We, we've increased from my one. mom listened to the last episode. That was really amazing. Yeah. I was happy to hear that your mom listened. the whole thing. I couldn't believe it. She's a beautiful woman for bringing you she into is. this world. She's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dax, if you're listening, um, we'll, we'll, I know he's not listening. I don't know why I said it. <laughs> Call in right now. What if he called in? What? Yeah, that'd be just, what? <laughs> Hey, live. His, his, live. Fact, his fact checker be like, they're not real. They're not real. We, Don't call it. We, we'd like to welcome to the show. We're getting a live caller right now. <laughs> Nickelback calls. Stop making fun of me. Okay. Got to quit. Got to quit with the Nickelback. I know. I know. I know. That's not nice. They make good music for somebody. Right. I mean. 13. <laughs> uh, I, I wish I was. I, yeah, I'd, if they wanted my, one of my bands to open for him. I'd do it. In yeah, a second, yeah, so. yeah. If you wanted to buy a painting, I'd sell it. Why not? Anyway, it's all good fun. I if I make fun of anybody and I hurt somebody's feelings, it's not meant to be mean. It really isn't. I'm not a mean guy. <laughs> but on the six degrees of separation, I really want to think about this for a second because it's worked for me before. Have you ever heard of the six degrees? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's every six. Every time it, the temperature rises six degrees, Kevin Bacon shows up. Right? <laughs> Is that? Something like that. No. Or there is bacon. When, no. I'm, Do you need another shot? <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway, no. the six degrees of separation is, uh, 
and I'm not going to go as deep as I did with the bucket list item here, but, uh, of any of you four who are listening right now, if you know somebody who knows somebody who possibly knows somebody six deep, that didn't sound very good, did it? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not really. Not deep. Don't go deep. Yeah. Go deep. I mean, go deep down into your Rolodex. This show is getting really bad, really quick. Where's that fact checker? He's cooking up some bacon. <laughs> We're talking about bacon. Um, anyway, if, back back on this. If if you go if you go six degrees deep, we all know each other somehow, you know, in in some way. We all know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. That was three. Who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows the person you're trying to get a hold of. There's six, right? I I can't count past four. So yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four. Music. Um, so yeah, Dax, if you get the message, we keep talking about you in every episode, would you please just pick up the, the Skype and, you know, he's on the ranch this season. Have you seen that? Do you watch the ranch? The ranch? Really? Yeah. I haven't seen the, no. He's I on was, the new season. They, they, um, I had to watch Idiocracy again cause I just love him in that movie. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good one. Have you seen chips? He's in chips. Yeah, I know that. I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen, it. I haven't, I, I will rent that tonight. That sounds like a good movie to just chill out and watch. That probably, that probably would yeah. be good. Huh. I want to watch Gremlins. That's what I'm planning on. That's watching. a good one. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that in a couple of years. Are you still listening? Is anybody still out there? <laughs> Dax, you haven't called in yet. What's wrong? <laughs> right. Anyway, I want to give a huge shout out to Adil Constantine. He, uh, a friend of mine, he produced, uh, made the intro music for my show. And I, all I had to tell him was, Hey dude, I want to, I want to feel like you're uh, in a smoking jacket and you need to have a drink to listen to the show. And I want to sound like a lounge. And he said, you know, can you send me some, some examples of what you want? Of course, you know, I did the whole Austin powers thing and sent him, you know, the different things that I'm not allowed to use because copyright, which I get and I'm cool with. Don't sound like you're cool. Sound like you're sound like you're being stifled. Well, I just, you know. Why do you want to steal somebody's music? I don't want to steal. I want to use it, but it's so damn expensive. I know. It's so hard. You know? I know. I don't know. And then the artists probably don't get none of it. It's like, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I guess, you know, the the song with Quincy Jones that he made, the the Bossa Nova that he did for, uh, well, he didn't actually do it for the movie, but they used it in the movie. And there was a budget there. Probably ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars. You think maybe to use that in the movie? Probably. I mean, it, it got him good exposure, yeah. right? I mean, nobody knew who it was. <laughs> I wish I could get some of my stuff in a movie. You know, yeah, right? could, I'd hook him up with a good price. But but yeah, yeah, that's all I gave a deal, and he he just he come at me with this this really cool. I like it. I love it. It's you great. Know, it's perfect for the show. Yes, it's you definitely. know, I I could have put metal in there, and I thought about it. I was like, yeah, let's use some metal. You know. No, I can't do that for the show because this is for everybody. Oh, hey, metal can be for everybody, but yeah, I mean that's the that's the uh, that's the whole part of this show. Really, I want to be eclectic. I want to let you know that you can be anything you want to be when you grow up, right? You can. I'm I I'm not there you. yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> All this new shit, man. I just keep picking up. Oh, look. A recorder. Oh, look, a new pencil. Creative OD, OCD. That might be another episode. It's like being a shark, man. You got to, you're moving forward all the time. And, yeah. And you got to. Yeah. And if, if, if you're listening, you're wondering where the show is going to go because I know we're, we're hanging on to this and I'm finally at the limit where I wanted to be on the length of the show so we can cut this off. All but, right. Look at that. Um, one of the things I, I want to do on the show is I want to talk to chefs, right? Yeah. I like to eat. Yeah. I mean, they make art. So Definitely. why not? Um, I want to talk to some comedians. I do have a comedian lined up. We're going to talk to her um, eventually when, when she gets back. I think she's out like attacking Las Vegas this weekend. Yeah, she's doing big things. That's cool. Um, great friend of mine. Uh, and, and I have a friend in uh, Australia who's going to call in oh, awesome. on Skype. Um, and we're going to talk about art. That's a bucket list place. There's stuff down under, you know, as they say. That's, I got to quit with the accents. Yeah. that's. I'm not good at it. 
So how about a spot of tea? That's <laughs> see, that's as good as it gets. I can't do it either. We, we some say we have an accent here. Well, we do. <laughs> we do. You just can't hear it. It's it's like a Chinese Russian kid in Virginia. Yeah. You know, it's just boogered up, bad. No offense to any Chinese Russians. <laughs> I wonder, I'm sure there is one. I'm sure there, there is. Might be. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy Ukrainian when you kid, maybe from. Anyway, we're going to let this go. Thanks for listening to the podcast and putting up with us for about an hour. Uh, I'll be putting this out there. I'm still waiting at this point, still waiting for uh, iTunes to approve it. Um, long story, explicit language stuff. You, know. you only got one in at the end here, this one. So we should be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is I don't know. I don't know why it's such a big deal. I get it. It's not like I have Gary Vaynerchuk on here talking. I mean, the dude loves the F word. Right. I love the F word, but you know. So, all right. Thanks for listening and enjoy uh, the rest of your evening or day or whatever it is you're doing. Have a drink. Uh, don't get too polarized on this whole subject. Make some art, though. Get make out some there, art. Make yeah, some yeah. Art. Don't take the word can't out of your vocabulary and do something that makes you happy. And uh, don't don't focus on the list as much as focus on the experience. All exactly. right. That's all I got. We'll see you.